Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Anytime Notebook. Uh, me, Gavin Horsell, at G Horsell on Twitter. I tell you what, when they open the markets in pre-season, I'm sure regular listeners assume that we'd lose interest in this pod pretty soon, based on some pretty sound evidence from previous seasons, I might add. I think sellers of the last pod will be in November. Must have been getting excited the last few weeks, unfortunately for them, though. We are still here in December producing content to le- legitimise our mild addiction in backing people to score goals in the EFL. Joining me, as always, is John at SetPCRO on Twitter. Welcome back, John. Are you well rested? Oh, yeah. I'm fresh as a daisy, my friend. Fresh as a daisy. Uh, getting a nice bit of excitement ahead of a, a full slate of EFL fixtures, ruined by the weather, we expect. A few games off already. We've moved a few of our naps and next bests around. Still plenty to say, but um, I imagine we'll probably see some more cancellations tomorrow morning. Do you think? Yeah, it looks, it looks that way. Um, there's a, it's quite confusing this week, isn't it? You've got uh, one, 12.30 kickoffs, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Three o'clock. Is that a song? I think it is. Um. <laughs> Rock around the clock. Yes. Uh, yeah. I want, um, a couple of team games have moved, haven't they, to make sure people get home for the England game. How's your World Cup experience going since the last time we spoke? Still enjoying it? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I've been. I mean, I was I was away last week, but I was still watching a lot, most of it. But I've just lost a bit of interest now, yeah. apart from. Uh, it gets a bit much by the sort of third round of games, doesn't it? These these um, uh, these headline games, right? Quarterfinals. We're just what the Croatia Brazil games going on as we speak hasn't really lived up to the billing. I'm sure tonight's game might not do either. But yeah, it's, we're we're at the dregs of the tournament now. Are we the, the early days excitement of group games and um, you know finding out what bit now? I'm just kind of looking forward to the England game and a couple more games this week and then it'll all be done and um, we'll be all the better for it I expect Christmas will be here Boxing Day fixtures will be here we can concentrate on the real stuff I guess um, what do you think of uh, Championship coming back this weekend any any kind of thoughts on you know post break what has it been three three weeks two weeks um, yeah what, three, what's, your, what's your thoughts from a generic kind of punting perspective what would you be thinking about the Championship this weekend yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I, was, I read a couple of things yesterday saying that uh, players that have been away have got an advantage. I'm not really sure I agree with that. I mean, a lot of them haven't played a lot. Uh, mm. So basically, they've been somewhere warm. It's just like a warm weather camp, which a lot of the teams have gone on anyway, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I'm not really sure how to approach it. To be honest, I haven't looked at the Championship at all this weekend. I've completely deliberately didn't look at any of the games just because mm-hmm. I just think I'd rather just see how it settles back. What about yourself? Yeah, I thought some teams could be a little bit further ahead than others. It sounds like most of them played some sort of behind closed doors friendlies anyway. Um, yeah, just just yeah. exactly the same as you. I didn't look at any championship stuff this weekend teams I'm sure some some teams are they're kind of sitting there now maybe a little bit further behind maybe picked up a few injuries here or there that we won't know about until two o'clock or one o'clock whatever it is tomorrow afternoon when the team news is is um is released uh John what have you been up to we've been up to in the in the in the last two weeks listening to some excellent podcasts that you shared with me during this week <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. Actually, it was a chap on Twitter at uh, Amazing Omira. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's a good guy. Actually, um, he knows I'll listen to any old guff, uh, including this. He'll probably exactly. say, "Yeah, yeah, exactly." Yeah, before he says it. Um, 
But no, I've listened. I, I have. I do subscribe to this podcast anyway. It's called Bet the Process. It's an American podcast. Uh, it's a very good podcast. It's not really. Well, it is about betting, but it's more. There's a lot of mental health stuff in there as well. Um, very varied. Lots of topics. Some episodes I can do without, but you know, it's like any podcast. But if you look out for, if you just want to listen to one in particular for an EFL standpoint, episode fifty-one, which was a couple of weeks ago now, um, uh, covers a lot of topics. But they did have a chap on who's one of the co-owners at Crawley Town, who's quite a regular guest i've heard him on there a few times uh it's just really it's an interesting discussion um it's all as most people will know listen to this they're doing it in a completely different way and trying to completely use the data to make all the decisions which hasn't gone down well due mainly because of their poor start and they've recently hired matthew everington and simon davies um who according to the co-owner of both been made quite clear in their contracts that the data analysts will outweigh everything else for the final decision. So, yeah, it's interesting. Some of it comes across well. He, he frequently admits that he's got no soccer knowledge, as he calls it, um, which, you know, it doesn't sound good if you're a Crawley Town fanatic because you think, why is this, you know... But I can see where it's coming from in that if they just keep trying what they've always tried, it won't work. You know, they're, they're trying something different and they're going to hire. They're, 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 their main preface is to hire young young coaches that seem to have a reputation as a good good, good young coach rather than they're never going to hire a one of the League One or League Two journeymen, are they? No. From, it, what, it, you, from what you can tell. As I was listening, I thought it, the, the episode should have come with a health warning for Crawley supporters of a of a certain age or a certain persuasion because I they must have been full of absolute rage. You know, you want to listen to one of your co-owners, yeah, and you know, I think it, it's such a binary subject, isn't it? You either you either you either fully behind it or you're completely resistant to it. And I guess if you're if you're the latter persuasion, then um, yeah, it would have driven you driven you mad. Um, I, I did like the. Um, you know the reasoning behind Etherington and Simon Davis was they they were well he was honest enough to say they're both like losing punters right <laughs> the, 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 yeah that was uh, that was bizarre really I didn't I thought that was he seemed to be under some kind of illusion that every EF EFL team higher up would have hired Matthew Everington if it wasn't for his past issues which I've got no evidence of that at all but. Yeah, he he seems to think that. So there we go. Make, makes me think. Uh, if after losing punters, if we play our cards right, John, we could we could <laughs> walk into some League Two side pretty soon. That's right. Uh, what else uh, took your? Uh, what, what else was, appeared in your notebook in the weeks that you've been off? We made a couple of um, managerial changes. Yeah the the Charlton one. Not really a surprise because it seems like a bit of a basket case for the last few years with the owners, as most people know. <laughs> It seemed harsh, really, sacking Garner. I mean, I think he comes across well, and he's. They didn't really do a lot of great recruitment in the summer. Looks like he was let down, and he's probably promised more than what he was given. Mm. I know the table doesn't look good for him. I can understand that, and they got some promising youngsters. But I actually thought I watched the cup replay against Stockport in midweek, and second half, I thought that was a borderline disgraceful performance by them. Um, and it, it's not a, people talk a lot about new manager bounce, but I think you can get it the other way. And that didn't look at all like a side that was happy that they're not playing under him anymore. It, it looked the opposite. Um, especially senior players, there's a lot of 
There's one incident where I think it was Dobson pushed over a stopwatch player into the crowd. Uh, someone was scuffing up the spot before the penalty. There was um, loads of little backfighting, loads of little late tackles and uh, just little arguing with the ref. Uh, not things on their own that would be notable, but just didn't look a happy camp at all. And I thought the second half in particular, they were... Or they would have got absolutely hammered in a in a well stop or a good side, but they, they could have got absolutely done seven or eight there. I tell you what, that's that's um that's done me this week. I someone who's supposed to know what they're doing. I didn't even know. What did we miss? Did we miss uh, Elkin Baggett's goals last oh, night? Oh yeah. I had, those cup game, those cup replays. I had absolutely no idea this that they were going ahead this week. Yeah, I, I messaged I messaged you saying <laughs> Baggett and Max a- Emma have scored in the same game, and you thought I'd finally lost the plot. I think. Was <laughs> right. he going? Is he dream? Is he dreaming? Yeah? <laughs> Where's this? Where's <laughs> no? Uh, it's happened. Exactly. A crew, um, what, oh, yeah. I guess, finally sorted themselves out, I guess, and decided kind of who's in charge. Oh, yeah. Extensive recruitment process, apparently, according to the uh, chairman. Uh, it's so extensive, they appointed the former assistant manager. Um, it just looks like the cheap option. No, no offence against him, but it, it looks... They said... Um, he, he made a quote, the chairman, saying that... I think it's Lee Bell, isn't it? it the reason they... The reason they appointed him was because he understood the internal processes better than the other applicant, <laughs> which uh, considering he's been so. there for years, yeah, he, he probably got quite an advantage there. So, uh, without wanting to get sued, um, they can sue me if they want, but I doubt they will. Um, I wouldn't bother if you're listening. <laughs> but the the thing is, it, it looked to me like, and a lot of the crew fans I've read, that it was just. They were just saying that they've interviewed externally for legal reasons or, you know, to, to stick with making it fair. I'm sure they advertised the job, et cetera, but they're always going to give it to Lee Bell a couple of weeks ago. So I think they're a side that just everything just seems to be slowly getting worse with them. I know they've been a yo-yo club for years, but I'm not sure. I can I can only see them going one way at the moment. The, the squad looks weak as well, but... They thought they'd- good luck to him anyway. I'm sure that'll make him feel good if he's... <laughs> yeah, good, good luck. They they like continuity, don't they, at Crew? You can say a lot of things about Crew, but they, they do like to... Um, they, they, once they choose someone, they not recently, but I guess they're, they're, they're showing that continuity in, in bringing Lee Bell to the Yeah, or, or you could say they like to be cheap. It's, they uh, like to be cheap. Sort of, That's right, yeah. Let's have a John. Let's have a look ahead to this weekend then. And um, well, let's reflect on last week first off. I've had a quick look at um, kind of my kind of set piece ratings, three and five match form, which we spoke spoke about last time. Um, before I do that though, let us know about. I think we we both recognise some of the some of the players that went close last weekend in the uh, in League One and League Two. Who was? Uh, let's start off with League One. Who was? Um, who were the names on our list that? Um, that, um, that went close last week. Uh, we both got Alfie Morrison, haven't we, for Wickham? Uh, you've spotted it from the Portsmouth point of view that they seem to be giving up a lot all of a sudden. Um, he's seen he's a bit all or nothing at the moment, a bit like Wickham though. He, he hit the post, had a decent header. Uh, what do you think about Portsmouth? Because I can't, it doesn't really make sense to me, but it's uh, it's showing on the table, isn't it? What do you mean? What how? Uh, how bad they are. They're, they're, or, yeah, they're just yeah, just giving up 
a bit more of late. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was I was fully behind them last week. Like I said, I'm keen to be against Wickham. Some of the, the set piece yeah. data showing that they're you know they're, they're giving away more than they should do for notoriously what should be a you know good set piece defensive side. Um, but Portsmouth created what next to nothing, right? I think I, I think I backed Oglavy last week, who got pulled what after about an hour. Um, Ragged didn't have much chances. Um, just yeah. the different season, same Portsmouth, right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, hard, it's, 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 sometimes it doesn't make sense, but if, if it was always easy, it would be easy, wouldn't it? Um, the most interesting game, I think, and I think you probably agree, was the Peterborough Barnsley game. Um, you had uh, Frankie Kent, who this is again. He got a, depending on what you use, he got between a 0.7 and a 0.8 XG for his chance. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he should have scored, but if anyone hasn't seen it, it was a delivery from a corner. Is The reason why it's such a high XG is because it was like one yard out, but yes. he, he was under yeah. a lot of pressure from the goalkeeper. Um, and I, I, think, I think that's high, but, you know, it's a good chance, don't get me wrong, but that's one of those again where, if there's no pressure, then it's um, that's fine. But there was a bit of pressure and leaning back a bit, and he's headed it over the bar. So it looks probably worse than it is. But uh, just just to mention, we haven't mentioned him for a couple of weeks. But um, Liam Kitchen somehow missed the target with a free header from a wide free kick as well. So for Barnsley, just for a change. Yeah, similar to uh, there's one other who uh, Rochdale, Ian Henderson. There's a there's a there's a huge like. Can you remember? The, I forget who the chance was against, but again, it was another one that kind of dipped underneath the bar. Uh, the XG, Har- X- Harrogate was it? Harrogate. Yeah, the XG is telling you that you know he's missed a sitter from one yard out, but you look at the chance, it was not not really a chance. But that I guess that is something to be aware of when you look at all that sex um, set piece XG again. So, so yeah, not, not sex G. That's something else. That's a <laughs> different different website. Um, as soon as I said it, I'm, I'm editing that bit out. So there <laughs> so, you go. <laughs> the thing is, you, you, uh, what I would say, if, if people get the time, if, if you see a particularly large, like one-off XG like that, then you've got to really just, you know, take seconds to dig out the highlight. It's worth looking at and just making your own mind up. Sometimes they will be absolute no-brainer chances, but both of those were, they're too high, really. I know they're not on the models that they, you know, that's how they work them out, but uh, a lot of them you can agree with and, and, and say it's close enough, but on those sort of scenarios, it's not really right. So, yeah. That is that is incredibly niche, isn't it? Even for us, even for us <laughs> on this podcast yeah, to be talking yeah. about, to be to be tearing apart 0.7 XGs for, for defenders for chances that weren't really ch- chances. That's, um, that, that's, that's right, yeah. We, we, we should be proud uh, of that, that, John. <laughs> we should be proud. People, the listeners are going to love that. That's exactly what they tune in for, that, that kind of <laughs> niche analysis. <laughs> Frankie Kent will score two now in his uh, <laughs> next game. So, we, uh, you got, you've got a few others. You... Um, what about Burton again? You've noted a couple of the same old names for Burton, was it? Yeah, I th- I just uh, more. Uh, I, look, I looked at kind of could I could I pick up on some 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 downgrades? I guess in the past few weeks, I look at three and five match, oh. the set piece form, and then and Plymouth were one on on one of those lists. Um, you know, lots of XG 
um, against Burton that they conceded. That was Hughes and Mariapa, wasn't it? Um, but followed it up with what a James Wilson header for Vale from a corner last week, set up by a by a free header from Nathan Smith in the same game. So you know, Plymouth. I think most most. Um, most League One kind of observers are probably suggesting that Plymouth are on the downgrade, but particularly from a from a from a set piece as well. I, I won't say it too loud, but big shout out to um to Craig Bradley, who I know listens to the pod, but he noticed that um yeah of the two James Wilsons that took part in that Plymouth versus Vale game last weekend, most of the firms had only priced up one, um and at a more generous price, uh, and he got paid as well. But we keep that nice and quiet. We we love a bit of kind of filthy action like that, Craig. So um so. So well done. Um, whilst I'm mentioning listeners to the pod as well, yeah, I was. Um, I didn't have many bets last weekend, but once I saw, I, I caught up to Ross's chat with you late on, and um, Landolo yeah. at, at Swindon. Um, he looks like he was differing reports. He's down as left wing back, but some places had him like. You know that was the that was the bare minimum, I guess, of where his position was. But much further forward, six six shots in his last two. But yeah, he, was a, he went off at, I think he's going off half the price this weekend as he was last weekend for not scoring. But another great shout from um, from Ross there. Uh, we just didn't get paid out, I guess. Um, anything, yeah, Portsmouth, Barnsley and Plymouth were on my, on my downgrade lists. Um, anything else for you in, in League yeah, One? Yeah. Um, League One, uh, uh, Ipswich is a team, it's just constantly creating a lot. They've... Uh, 0.93 against Fleetwood. Uh, a lot of that was the Wolfenden goal, who scored a couple now in recent weeks. Um, Bristol Rovers again gave up a fair chunk against Bolton, who don't normally produce a lot from set pieces. And the um, yeah, I've probably mentioned him more than any other player, but why not mention him again? Harvey Rogers again. Uh, two two decent attempts for a, a decent overall XG, and considering. Accrington are missing McConville. I thought they might drop a little bit on that, but the delivery was still good. So, <laughs> yeah, good old Harvey Rogers, another mention. Ipswich, by the way, I mean, they're, they're, they're far and away top of my list for, for set-piece XG um, yes, created. Yeah, I, just, I only mention it because, you know, <laughs> you've only got to go back a few months when we were talking up kind of Wolfenden and Edmondson and that Ipswich you know, it's, it's come true, right? A couple of couple of months down the line, yeah, and, um, exactly. And and those those players are going off, you know, miles shorter than the, than they were. So trust the process. Yeah, there's there's not there's nothing there's nothing in it now, is there? That's mm. the problem, really. Um, not 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 the you can argue is a little bit, but not enough really to get interested about anything in League Two. <laughs> yeah, quite quite like uh, League Two. Quite a few notes. Um, Newport again uh, against Crew. Uh, most of, well, not my, about seventy percent of Newport's output came from set pieces uh, for a change. Uh, this time it was Cameron Norman who, who scored and got a lot of the seemed to get a lot of the balls falling to him, uh, right wing back. But it could be anyone, as we've mentioned, um, your old mate Farkhausen, Farkusen. Mm-hmm. Um, it just he seems to be. Uh, there seems a lot of talk that he, he might be on the, on his way in January. Actually, there's a he seems to the the new manager has spoken a couple of times saying he can't believe he's playing in League Two. He doesn't know why he is. Uh, part of that trying to big him up, but I think he's been man of the match the last four games. Um, just as on a general point, so 
we might, you know, it might be the end of him from, from, our, from our interest for a while if he does move. Uh, Wimbledon, and I won't mention that. I'm going to come on to that later. Um, Theo Vassell, you've picked out and I've picked out as well, but I think it was more um, being against Gillingham, though they did have a good set piece against Stevenage in the Cup, like we just mentioned earlier. Yeah, but. yeah. It, it leaked to the biggest downgrade for me was Gillingham over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, like you mentioned that, Theo Vassell, header for Salford. If you look back at that goal, Vassell has finished it off, but any one of three of them who were, were unmarked at the far post could have finished the, the set piece off. And that followed that they were the... Gillingham with a team that Farquharson scored his brace against, right, for for Newport. So add those two together over the over the last fortnight or so and, and Gillingham certainly on the, the watch list, I guess, from I think that that sometimes is because they're not scoring goals in from open play themselves, are they? It mm. just the pressure just falls on you. If if you're never scoring a goal, then you know, you, you eventually it's gonna count against you and it it might not be on paper they shouldn't be really struggling, I don't think, but like you say, it could just be accumulation of the pressure, or mm. or it could be who they faced. But Salford aren't particularly uh, impressive. Obviously, Newport are. Mm. Um, uh, we this is a name that you've mentioned. I'm not sure this season, but definitely in the past, uh, Ludwig Francoletti, the uh, the Guadeloupian transmitter, just flickered there. <laughs> um, <laughs> might be able to pick up a Guadeloupian listener. You never know. Um, well, they're playing tonight, Crawley. That's the first thing. So by the time you hear this, they've probably played. So um, it's either too late or you've saved some money. Depends. Uh, he had a couple of efforts. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Crawley, new management team. So something we try and keep an eye on, whether that will result in a particularly increased input, I'm not convinced. But he had a couple of fair efforts from set pieces. He's been on the the missing list for an awfully long time. Mm. But was it last season he had a fairly decent season in terms of maybe not goals, but the output was quite good, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. What was it? It was yeah. either him or uh, uh, Tony Craig, isn't it? The, the, the back for... For Crawley, yeah, hundred hundred and twelve year old Tony Craig, <laughs> your, your mate. <laughs> Frantic, it sounds like um, the next Farku Hazen to me. That's that's what that sounds like. Yeah, they're yeah. playing. Um, it's completely gone now. They're playing uh, Hartlepool. Hartlepool tonight, which is why I looked at it because yeah, that's that that's very very winnable for a new game. Obviously, <laughs> for a new game for a new management team coming off the back of a win. So. He's not a particularly big price. He's probably about right tonight, but he's he's one to keep an eye on, I think. I had uh, looked at some downgrades, but also on my upgrades list. So these are teams that have produced um, markably improved set-piece creation from um, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we spoke about Rochdale. They're probably the on the on the data, they're... they're they're top of the list in in League Two, but easily passed over. Like we said, a lot of that comes from that odd chance that wasn't really a chance for for Henderson against Harrogate. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln. I'm going to talk about Lincoln in a in a in a while for for, for this week's selection. But um, yeah, Paddy O'Connor and Tom Hopper missed headers against corners uh, from corners against Shrewsbury last weekend. That was a, what, a week after racking up almost a goal and a half against Morecambe, which you know is Morecambe, but you know, Lincoln has still got to do the business. Uh, Joe Walsh scored um, from a set piece that day, although it, it wasn't a... Um, I'll talk about it later. I, was, I wanted to put kind of Joe Walsh maybe up this week because he's a better price than my actual selection. But um, if you look back at that goal, it was almost, I don't know if you can remember, it was a free kick in and it's just 
it's fired in and then come off him and come in into the bottom corner. It's, mm. it's just hit, a, sort of hit him, didn't he? Just it? hit him, yeah. So but he did have an, he did have another he did have another chance in the same game as well. So it wasn't completely against the the runner play. But his scoring record suggests that he might not be um he might not be popping up again anytime soon. And, and the other one was Bolton, really up in up in League One. So. Um, you know, good chance last weekend. It's some some nice kind of flighted deliveries towards the far post. Thomason had a had a had a chance at the far post last weekend. George Johnston as well. You know, might have been amongst the bets this weekend if he was if he was priced up in a few more places. I'll have a little look at that one. But he's been um he's been yeah menace inside the box and, and getting on a few recently as well. So so yeah, Bolton and Lincoln uh, what in in League One were probably two teams that that I'd be looking to um you know to upgrade I guess when it comes to to set piece threats over the next few weeks John should we head into uh, should we head into our naps and next bests uh, an amended naps and next bests because of some of the games that have been cancelled but do you want to lead us off with your nap for the week yeah the nap this week for me is Luke Waterfall for Grimsby against Tranmere uh, unbelievably to me 20 to 1 best prices around uh, I first looked at this game looking at potentially a couple other players and I just I think you did it as well I looked at the prices and I thought this can't be right he was 16's best at the time um, but he, there seems a bit of discrepancy he's short as 9 to 2 6 to 1 and all, all prices in between all the way up to 20's as a time of recording uh, it's just a price thing really as a, you know but even more so than normal he's a, he's a 1 in 10 man over a long career uh, which is as good as you're going to get for a, a centre-back. He's got two already this season. Two good attempts versus Wimbledon uh, and improving Wimbledon from giving up anything uh, last week. He Grim, Grimsby are near the top of the season-long table for all the metrics we look at. Mm-hmm. Tranmere are near the bottom, but I do I would say that I think Tranmere have picked up the last couple of months. A lot of that was in the first few weeks, so mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not massively against Tramway, but it's still not the worst opponent. And in a few of the games recently uh, against sides that, in I think it's about two or three of the last seven games, they've still given up quite a lot in those games. So there's an opportunity there. Uh, it's the biggest price Waterfall has been all season, which I, I can't work out for the life of me. So... As I said, it's it's Luke Waterfall twenty to one, and I think he should be about ten or twelve. So there we go. Excellent, um, excellent spot. Yeah, I can't believe that price. You know, he's nine, ten, eleven to one every single every single week. We, in fact, we did we mention yeah. just a couple of weeks ago. We, I I went to look at the Grimsby prices for what Niall Mayer because we were because I wanted to find someone else that you could back from a Grimsby point of view because Waterfall was just out of the Too equation. Short. But uh, don't don't go chasing him. Remember, I'll do that joke again for the third time this season. Yes, yes, that's right. Thank you. I'm going to start off with uh, taking on Sutton. Okay, so Sutton play um, Colchester this weekend. Looks a low-scoring game on the ratings, but I think it's going to be prudent to take on Sutton, who are their top of my set-piece against five-match table. Uh, Ryan Edmondson was in absolute acres to score from a simple corner routine for Carlisle last weekend. Bits and pieces elsewhere in that game as well. We mentioned Ian Henderson's chance against Rochdale, which accounted for a fair bit of XG as well. And before that, 
Paddy Madden's had an absolute field day when um, when Stockport locked up at Sutton as well. He looks a good opportunity for Colchester here. The away form is terrible, but someone who hasn't been tainted with that poor run is Tommy Smith, who's been out with a foot injury since pre-season. Return to the heart of the used defence, though, in the 3-0 win against Doncaster a fortnight ago. Picked up a nice near-post chance as well, which went close from a corner. I think we're going back some time, aren't we, John, to when you know Smith was a notebook regular for Ipswich. But I thought the 22s was a was a backable price here. I, I like the I like the returning captain to rescue the ship type theory here with a bit of kind of you know rousing the troops and you know no one's going to get in his way if there's a if there's a ball going into the box and you know certain a ripe for for a set piece conceding here. So so Tommy Smith for me. Uh, going way back that one here, where is he now? Must be long side of 30, definitely. Long side of 35, maybe. Uh, but 22 to 1 for Tommy Smith, Colchester against Sutton. Talking of repeats, if you listened a few weeks ago, my original next best, uh, the game's been postponed. I was really keen on Corey Whelan for Carlisle, but that game is not taking place. So... Up from the bench steps uh, a returning hero who's not really a hero because he didn't win, but Hiram Boateng for Mansfield at 16-1 to 1, uh, away at Stevenage. Now, uh, I've kept an eye on him for the last month or so. Uh, he, as I said a couple of weeks ago, he's been getting in various strikes from around the edge of the box, just inside the box. Nothing amazing, but pretty consistent figures. He did the same again last week. Uh, last week, he was, again, more of a 10 than a 6 or an 8 positionally. Okay, that now you've got to say that was against Colchester. That's going to be, away at Stevenage, is going to be a completely different type of game. I accept that. So he's probably going to retreat to more of an 8 or even a 6. Uh, even so, the... The price is the price here is um, again it's quite variable across the board, but they're sixteen to one about now. Someone who's getting away as many strikes as he is, and, and the positions he's getting into, uh, I, I just can't I can't believe he should be sixteen to one against anyone in this league. Um, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, he's, he's a he's just coming into this season really because he was out injured for a long time, and he looks like he's finding his form. He's playing the ninety minutes now, so. Yeah, I think he, uh, again, I'd have him probably 8, 10 to 1 here. So uh, I think the 16's a little bit of a caveat. I think this could be a tight, low-scoring game, but uh, at the price, I, I can't resist him again. So Hiram Boateng at 16. My next best, um, I, I, as I said earlier, I really thought Portsmouth could cause Wickham some problems last weekend. You know, Baggett and Morrison, you know, pretty nondescript really. And like I said, Ogilvy got pulled after after about an hour. Uh, not Despite that, not quite ready to abandon this anti-Wickham position uh, that I seem to have taken. And they face a Lincoln side that's on the other side of the coin. You know, just mentioned on a bit of a, a bit of a hot streak from set pieces, Paudi O'Connor, I think main beneficiary, half a dozen attempts in the last half dozen games. Finding his range I think uh, for Lincoln after a couple of good goal scoring seasons at Bradford. Absolute menace in the area. Look for him to be in and around the first header from you know Vernon set pieces picking up the pieces after that. You know, 12 to 1 is definitely short enough but looking elsewhere that, that Joe Walsh threat as we've said probably isn't as big a threat as we think it is. Regan Paul's another one that's always on the list, but maybe he's the same. You're umming and ah, and you think actually O'Connor is probably the, the, the standout bet here, even at the prohibitive odds. But on a weekend where it's probably tough, isn't it, John, to be kind of overly committed before 
3 p.m. on a Saturday, I thought Paddy O'Connor was one that was definitely going to be in some sort of list and is some sort of better 12 to 1 versus Wickham. Um, we'll see how many of those survive, right? Tomorrow uh, around That's lunchtime. It, yeah. um, anything else on your list, John? Um, yeah, I, th- I think the uh, I did actually look at the, the Grimsby pitch seems to have been really well covered. There was a thing with the groundsman who said he's 95% sure that match will be on, which is partly why I didn't change that one. Um, anything else? Uh, a lot of the games, I've got notes here for games that aren't going ahead. So I'll mention it anyway. I did like, um, I thought I'd take a fly with one of the Morecambe players against Charlton, considering what I saw in midweek. Um, and I probably would have landed on, if it started, I probably would have landed on Jacob Badeau, who's mm-hmm. Had a sneaky good few weeks, and he's a massive price. He's, I think he's about 33s. Uh, understandably, really, but at that price, you can take a flyer if, if he does maintain the team. The only other one was um, uh, going back to that cup game again, uh, Will Collar for Stockport. Yeah. Uh, he, t- he scored a hat trick for those who didn't realise it was FA Cup. But the thing that was interesting is he took the penalty. Now, did he take it because he was on a hat-trick or did he take it because he's now on them? Uh, Madden missed one a few months back and they haven't had one till midweek then. So, I don't know really, probably 50-50 on that. Um, Collar did say in the interview afterwards that Madden gave him the ball. So, he was either being kind. I mean, the game wasn't completely dead. So, uh, that's interesting. If, if he does get on the pens, Collar did score a lot last season in the National League. And also in the interview afterwards, which I probably didn't pick up at the time or I missed out on, he had a concussion at the start of this season, Will Collar. And then he came back at right wing back. So he's actually not played a lot this season in his normal midfield, quite attacking Mm -hmm. role. So he's not short enough. He's about the right price. He was looking, going off about four or five to one, which would be okay. But I think he... He's one who could kick on with a someone to look at maybe in the two plus over the next few weeks. What about yourself? Um, I don't know. I'm just having a look at the prices. I think some of these are probably some of these goal scorer markets have gone down. So it, it's crew been abandoned because I had Omar Beckles on yes. the list. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crew's, crew's definitely off. Yeah. So crew was definitely off. So um, Omar Beckles was was right for a brace against his old club there for, for Orient. Um, Nathan Smith, I had, who's popping up for Vale against Bristol Rovers, who remain yeah, on the list. Yeah, he's due, isn't he? He's, he's, always, he's, he's always due. Yeah, had that chance that you know, he's had the, the, the first header um, last week as well. That uh, that um, uh, that Vale have scored from uh, Elliot Moore for uh, Barnsley. I mentioned Barnsley earlier on that potential list of you know downgrade that are conceding a few more XG from set pieces than they than they have done over the last few weeks, which makes Elliot Moore a runner for Oxford, who's still you know the chances are few and far between. But, but of that Oxford back line, he certainly looks like one. That just like you, I had Rogers as well for for Accrington, but I think that game has been lost as well. Um, I think we've you do, we've mentioned 40 or so players which is normally good for us right we should have most bases covered yeah and uh, th- uh, about probably the longest episode of the season so We're right, as, as we as we thought it might be we had nothing to say again as always um, plenty of value on the anytime <laughs> notebook uh, John uh, thanks for your time uh, let's reflect on um, some some of the games that made it next weekend uh, enjoy your weekend um We'll do it all again next Friday, shall we? 
We will, mate. Yeah, thanks for that, and good luck to everybody. Sorry.